0: You're listening to Trinity Fremont's Sermon Podcast, where you can hear God's Word preached each and every week. Our purpose at Trinity is to raise up Christ's followers in our families and in our communities. We pray that as you listen to this week's sermon, you'll be encouraged and equipped to live out your faith in all that you do. Well, I told you that our sermon text was going to be from Genesis 32. So you know what we're going to be talking about wrestling Jacob wrestling with God And that's exactly what he did in our reading this morning Jacob had a wrestling match with God But what led to the wrestling match is important for us to understand before we get to the wrestling match You see 20 years before this wrestling match Jacob was wrestling with something else. Jacob was the second born of the twins to Rebekah and Isaac. And so who, who got the blessing? First or second born? First born. And since Esau was a kind of a daddy's boy, and Jacob was a mommy's boy, we had a problem. Because Rebekah wanted Jacob to have that birthright. Do you see what he was wrestling with? So they devise a plan. And they deceive Isaac, And Jacob gets Israel's, or excuse me, Isaac's blessing. Esau is obviously not very happy about the situation. And he is going to, he's gonna kill Jacob. As soon as Isaac is out of the picture, Esau will kill Jacob. So Jacob flees. He went to his uncle's place. What was his name? Laban. 500 miles away to a place called Paddan Aram. 500 miles. So if you, if you can picture that, Denver's probably about 500 miles from here. That's a pretty good trip, but he needed to put some, some significant distance between him and Esau because Esau was out for blood. So for the next 20 years, Jacob works for his father-in-law, and he works hard, and he is blessed. Like everything he does turns to gold. And he ends up with all kinds of livestock, and he ends up with two wives, if you remember that story. So Jacob's constantly wrestling with things this whole time. I worked seven years. I'm supposed to have Rachel. Oh, not so fast, my friend. Work seven more years, then then you can have Rachel. That's quite a story. But he was he got to be so wealthy and so blessed that Laban and his sons now become jealous. They become jealous to the point that it's not safe for him to be there either. And so God says, it's time to go home. It's time to go home. Jacob was ready to go home. But he wasn't coming back by himself this time, was he? In 20 years, he had accumulated a lot. So off they go, back Home. lots of things have been resolved but one thing has not been resolved big hairy scary Esau there he is his brother who wanted he wanted him dead he took his blessing he not only took his blessing he took his birthright which is a little bit different he took everything that he had his heart and soul so as they draw a little bit closer to home comes a little bit more nervous to the point where he's afraid he's afraid that esau will not have had a change of heart and he will still want to kill him and do harm so he doesn't really trust god in this situation and just before our reading today jacob has a prayer a prayer to god and some of it is faithful and some of it is fearful The trust is not quite there. He was serious about making amends for his past shenanigans to Esau, so he hatches another plan. Genesis 32, 13 to 16. So he stayed there that night, and he's getting close now. He's getting close to being home and from what he had with him he took a long, he took a present for his brother Esau 200 female goats and 20 male goats 200 ewes and 20 rams 30 milking camels and their calves 40 cows and 10 bulls 20 female donkeys 10 male donkeys these he handed over to his servants every drove or herd so he separated them The camels and the donkeys and the cows and the sheep and said to his servants pass on ahead of me and put some space between drove and drove he's got a strategy he's gonna soften Esau's heart one drove at a time this is a big big gift this would be a big gift today wouldn't it any farmers out here you imagine just giving all your livestock to somebody? Actually, this would have been a gift that you would have given to a king at the time. That's how big this gift is. So he puts this plan in place. Jacob instructs the leaders of each drove of livestock to tell Esau that these gifts are for him and that Jacob will be following him soon he's determined to change Esau's heart but do you see the problem he is working on Esau's heart he still is taking things into his own hands he's not trusting God for his protection so this finally gets us to where our story is today Jacob and his family members remain behind and the droves of livestock and servants go forward and they go to meet Esau and hopefully make peace. But this is where things get very interesting. The same night he arose and took his two wives, his two female servants, and his eleven children and crossed the ford of the Jebuk. He took them and sent them across the stream and everything else that he had and Jacob was left alone. Now God has him right where he needs him. Jacob is alone. He's vulnerable. He's still afraid of this situation regardless of the plan that he has put into place. So time for a good wrestling match, don't you think? Here we go. for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. That's a long wrestling match. How long did they wrestle? Until the morning. All the way to daybreak. But if you're like me, this is not the first time you've you've heard this story. Some of us have probably heard it hundreds of times. So the question in your mind is probably the same question that is my was always in my mind how can jacob defeat god in a wrestling match he's god he's wrestling with the creator of the universe he's wrestling with a god who has promised a salvation plan to fix this broken world he's wrestling with a god who will send his son into this world almost 1600 years in the future in the form of a humble baby a man that grows up to be the lamb of god who takes away to the sin of the world he's wrestling with the king of kings and the lord of lords who will come back on the last day to make all things new on the day of the resurrection of the dead how in the world does jacob stand a chance he's not even he's not even in his prime He's like 97 years old at this time. I'm 58 and I'm still sore from playing basketball Wednesday night. How's her hamstrings, (laughs) Scott? How is this possible? Let me help you out. Have you ever watched or participated in A father and his son living room floor wrestling maybe it's a daughter maybe it's an uncle and a little nephew and they're going at it and they're wrestling hard who always wins the one who shouldn't win right a little seven-year-old is not going to be able to defeat an adult but it always goes that way it's not a fair fight of course it's not a fair fight can't you just see the the adult pleading though let me go let me go you got me you got me that's what's going on here jacob's no match for god But God incarnate, he doesn't need to defeat Jacob in this wrestling match. He needs Jacob to have a heart change, a transformation. God desires a different relationship with Jacob. Until now, although Jacob has been faithful, he has been self-reliant. He's done everything on his own he secured the birthright from esau he secured the blessing from isaac he secured rachel as his wife he secured wealth and income he secured a plan to soften his brother's heart that's a lot of securing that's a lot of doing it's time that god intervenes and reminds jacob who he is, and whose he is. Touching his hip and putting it out of joint was the aha moment for Jacob. He knew he was wrestling, not with a man, but with God himself. But Jacob takes it another step. Once he realizes who he's wrestling, he wants something. So what is it that Jacob asked for? Blessing. It's not unlike what we would witness on the living room floor i'm not going to let you go until you play catch with me i'm not going to let you go until you take me fishing i'm not going to let you go until you take me to dairy queen do you see the picture God wants Jacob to be in relationship with him. He doesn't need to win this match. He needs Jacob to have his heart changed. This is what this wrestling match is all about. It is our relationship with him that he finds finds delight. It's the transformation of hearts, our hearts, that God finds delight. It's also where we find delight god doesn't want us to be self-reliant he knows we can't do it all on our own eventually we will all experience heartache pain suffering sickness disappointments fear tragedy and eventually death so it is our dependence on him and him alone that matters our relationship with him That matters the most Jacob finally figured it out he even got a name change in the whole process Jacob to supplant or to circumvent compared to his new name he will wrestle with God Israel and he did a lot of supplanting He did a lot of circumventing on his own. But now he's with God. He is not self-reliant. But God wants us to wrestle with him too, to have relationship with him. So let me ask you this morning a few questions to ponder. Here we go. How is your wrestling with God going Is there cancer in your life? Are there job changes in your life? Is there divorce in your life? Is there sickness? Is there pain in your life? Let's put it a different way. How is your relationship building going with God? Are you where Jacob was at the beginning, or are you where Jacob is at the end? Or maybe a little bit of both it's probably where most of us are last question are you self-reliant or are you God reliant it's so easy to be self-reliant isn't it but we can't we can't be God desires He desires relationship. Wrestling with him and struggling with him are what he desires. It's what he takes delight in. Yes, good things are going to happen regardless of your faith life. Just like Jacob. But it only takes us so far because bad things and sad things will eventually happen to all of us because the world's broken, we all have a death sentence. It's not God's fault. God didn't bring sin into the world. God didn't break what was good, what was very good. But brokenness is here. We will all continue to experience these things. But you see, God is with us wherever we go. Back to our school theme. Wherever we go doesn't mean it's always going to be easy. Because you remember, we live in a broken world. Finding true peace and true joy only come from one place. The same God who is with us wherever we go, the God who desires to wrestle with us, to have relationship with us, Whatever our circumstances, God desires relationship. A relationship dependent on Him and Him alone. A relationship that leads to peace. A relationship that leads to the joy of our salvation. A salvation promised to us by our faithful God. A salvation delivered to us on the cross. The same jesus who wrestled with jacob is the same jesus who took on sin death and the devil head on that was a fight for the ages a fight for eternity but in that fight jesus didn't let satan win he fought hard and he fought long he fought for us all the way to the grave But the grave couldn't hold our Jesus, your Jesus, my Jesus. He won. We win. Thanks be to God. Amen.